0: Hey guys, welcome to Consume, a podcast by me, Burt Olivier, Burt Zorn on social media. And this is going to be a podcast where I take a moment and step back from my constant intake of media consumption and attempt to reflect on it and hopefully share with you some cool things I find, because all I am trying to do in this life is find cool things. And so, this first episode... Is going to be about my latest media consumption project. And it's going to be the first weekly roundup of my challenge to watch a new movie every day of 2021. I keep wanting to say 2019. I don't know why. Um, Wishful thinking. So yeah, I have many insane um, systems that I develop for myself for how I'm like, which piece of new content I am going to take in next. And I'll explain all of those in due time, I'm sure. But for this series, focusing on movies, I have been slacking in my movie consumption, I feel like, for the past five years or more. Because, you know, I've always loved movies. It was, like, one of my first big loves. Like, comedy and movies. Like, one of the first things I was a big, like, <laughs> avid fan of, besides music, would be, like, Kevin Smith movies, and which sounds so, like, cringy to admit, but, like, it's it's true, and I still like Kevin. He does what he does. He makes fun stuff. He's, he tries to be happy and spread joy, and that's all I want to do also. So, you know, anyways, I wanted to watch more movies, so I have a long watch list. I have a randomizer system of dice rolls that I do on Google <laughs> to help me choose which movie is next or we see what I'm feeling. And yeah, so a movie a day, every day for 2021. Let's just dive in. So we started off 2021 with a bang with uh, Punisher Warzone from 2008, directed by Lexi Alexander, starring Ray Stevenson, obviously based off of the comic The Punisher, uh, which I'm a big punisher fan so like i've been meaning to watch this for a while but it got like kind of an iffy reception and it just like slipped from my interest but i do love the punisher it's a great character it sucks because like you can't it sucks you can't just wear punisher merch without because you're gonna be branded a white supremacist even though like the creator of the Punisher uh hates that cops and all these fucking losers wear the logo whatever besides the point this is a very fun movie it fucking rules starts off like just pedal to the metal you have this awesome scene where the Punisher there's like a mob it's not an origin story we're just jumping in there's a mob doing shady shit they're having dinner Punisher shows up cuts the lights just kills everybody breaks an old woman's neck slices an old dude's throat it's sick and then he chases a couple of the guys from that place to their hideout which is for some reason at a fucking recycling plant and throws a guy in there into a a glass crusher which like i need to know if it's if this is how glasses actually recycle just like this big weird grinding machine which, I mean, I guess it makes sense, but in the movie, it just looked very ominous, and maybe the, maybe that's how it is. So he throws this guy in there, he gets cut up, and then his face gets stitched together later, and he's Jigsaw, who is, like, the Punisher's big villain, like, the one guy who Punisher can't, like, actually kill. Except, as we'll see later in this movie. Spoilers. But yeah, this whole movie is just, like, it's completely over the top. It's fucking ridiculous in the best way. It's just fun all the way through. I listened to, there's a really great interview with the director on, um, how did this get made? Which thankfully, like, cause usually that podcast is about bad movies or whatever, right? I think, but like, they all loved it and she was in there talking about how much she enjoyed doing it and how she like tried to stay true to the comics and she did a great job. The only thing that she came up with was actually, uh, my favorite scene in the movie is for some reason there's a parkour gang. And which I think she said is because there a bunch of people when she was making the movie was just like, whatever you do, do not fucking put parkour in this movie because that's what everybody's doing. <laughs> so she decided to do it for this little gang and have a scene where a guy flips to from one roof to another and Punisher just kills him with a rocket midair, mid flip. And it's fucking great. I laugh so hard. Anyways, um I don't know. I don't get much else to say. It was fucking good. It was a great way to start off 2021. Next. Oh, I gave it, how many stars did I give it? I gave it four stars. Yeah, it was fun enough to warrant four stars. So anyways, next. It was the second day of 2021. I was already kind of upset with myself for this stupid project. Uh, wasn't having the best day. So I decided to go easy on myself and I watched a cartoon. Um, I watched Justice League The New Frontier, which is an adaptation off the Darwin Cook comic book of the same name. And Darwin Cook, I love. He's, like, one of the best artists in all of comics. He has, like, the this retro style. It's very similar to Batman the Animated Series, which I learned is actually because he was a storyboard artist for Batman the Animated Series and then spun that into a comic book career. It wasn't his first time trying to get into comics, but that's what, like, made it stick. So he writes Justice League The New Frontier, which is a comic, and it's basically, it's bridging the gap between the old Golden Age Justice Society, and the new, the Silver Age Justice League that most of us know as the Justice League these days. And so this this cartoon actually I thought did a great job of condensing this over 500 page comic book to just an hour and 15 minutes. They cut out a couple of side plots, but like nothing you really miss. The voice acting is really nice. Uh, the animation can feel a little flat. And, like, they imitated Darwin's style. And they did a pretty good job of it. But, like, there's just parts where it feels flat. But I think that's just the nature of these cartoons. It's, like, I probably with their production, it's, like, hard to get the most caring, lifelike uh, visuals. But overall, it's great. It works. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I recommend it. I gave it... I gave it three and a half stars because it's you see, It's a slightly better than average. Didn't like grab me emotionally, but then again, neither did the comic really. I just really appreciate Darwin's art and his storytelling. Okay, then on to the third day. This was the last day before I came up with my randomizer, and I was trying to like, I was going through all the streaming sites I had, just seeing what popped my eye, see what would be interesting. And so I was looking on Canopy, which is the, uh, one of the streaming sites that you can get if you have a library card which i highly recommend uh library cards rule especially in los angeles the los angeles library system is great so i was scrolling through canopy and i found before the devil knows you're dead crime thriller from 2007 with uh philip seymour hoffman and ethan hawk and this director uh sydney lumet lumet i probably should do more research before i do this but this you know that's what this is about this is about me just talking about stuff i like uh i'm i'm not an expert I'm not claiming to be uh <laughs> whatever anyways so it's a crime thriller and it's about two brothers philip seymour hoffman ethan hawk they both need money for separate reasons and so the older brother mr philip seymour hoffman decides to rob their parents grocery store not grocery store jewelry store and through a series of errors it goes wrong their mom gets killed by the guy that ethan hawk gets to uh rob the store for him because he feels like he needs help but yeah this was fun it was a good vibe uh it it fit the vibe of all the crime comics i've been reading lately mostly the brew baker and phillips series um yeah it was really cool the vibe was instantly very good the did like the whole non-linear storytelling thing and i thought it did it well without being too confusing or confounding and um just really good character work you get uh michael shannon in there later it's always a joy to see him his name was dex that's my brother's name that's fun but yeah um it was a good movie very bleak it ends very bleak just know that i'm not gonna go through all the ins and outs i don't want to spoil it but this uh this got a solid Three and a half stars also. I liked what they were doing. Didn't like necessarily grab me emotionally as much as I would have liked, but there are some good performances, especially out of Philip Sumer Hoffman. All right, I've rambled enough about this one. Next, this was the first day I developed my randomizer, which involves going to my letterboxed watch list and then going to Google and doing dice rolls to pick which page of my watch list. And then doing more dice rolls to uh, figure out which movie on that page of my watch list I will watch. So, and I'm now realizing <laughs> that my watch list picked all Japanese movies for the rest of the week. Which is fun, not complaining. And so the first movie it picked was Why Don't You Play in Hell from 2013. And this is a movie, it's a very, it's a very fun ride, but I feel like it is... Almost entirely comprised of choices that I just didn't quite get. But I still I still enjoyed myself. I gave it four stars. It, it might need a little less than that. I feel like I should rewatch this. Like, it involves a group of kids who meet when they're teenagers who want to make movies. They call themselves the fuck bombers. I don't know why. And it also involves uh, two warring Yakuza factions who uh, the daughter of one of the mob bosses is as a kid was in a toothpaste commercial and now that she's grown up she they want to make her a movie star and all of this all these threads clash together at the end when one yakuza gang decides to use the fuck bombers to film a raid on the other yakuza gang and it all just goes off the rails crazy big final fight scene that they film that is very cartoony but also apparently is happening in real time everything's very over the top this is probably the first movie that i feel like i need to re-watch like right away but you know overall a fun time and uh i would recommend it why don't you play in hell i don't even know why it's called that but whatever moving on next day randomizer picks batman ninja which is one of the most fun DC things that I've ever watched. So it's basically DC. It seems like they just got the guy who created Afro Samurai, uh, Takahashi Ozaki, Okazaki, excuse me. Just, it seems like they just said like make a Batman movie and have fun. And that's all they told him. Like when I first heard of this, I thought it was going to be like an Elseworlds kind of thing where it's just like Batman, but in Japan, but no, Gorilla Grodd, goes to arkham he has a time machine for some reason and then it sucks all of arkham everybody in it all the villains and batman and also alfred and robin nightwing and red hood and red robin the whole bat family for some reason also at arkham anyways they all get drawn to this time machine and they go back to feudal japan where of course all of the villains become feudal lords with their own samurais they're all fighting for control of japan and batman has to stop them and also bring them back to the future which all sounds ridiculous but it gets even more ridiculous than it sounds there are giant robots there's cool ass fucking fight scenes there is a, a batman made out of millions of monkeys and bats that fights a giant robot and uh batman unlocks the power of ninjutsu to defeat the joker and then they go back to the future it's buck wild. It's fun as shit. One of the coolest things I've ever watched from DC. The uh, They do use this like 3D cel-shaded animation style. Like 3D generated animation style that like falls a little flat on the dialogue scenes. But it the action more than makes up for how clunky it feels during the dialogue. Great shit. Four stars. Next up, we got Creepy, which is a Japanese film from 2016 by Kiyoshi Kurosawa. Apparently this guy makes a bunch of cool weird shit. Uh, this was recommended to me by a guy in the discord and it's a serial killer flick. Real fucking, uh, it's fucked up. The tone is instantly very good. Like it's, it draws you right in. It's kind of like the same vibe as like Mindhunter, which I feel like might be an insult to this movie to compare it to Mindhunter, but I really liked Mindhunter. So instantly a very good vibe. The main detective is the guy, the main character is this uh, Koichi Takamura, who used to be a detective, but then he gets like wounded by a psychopath, so he retires and becomes a teacher, but then he gets drawn into a cold case, and then his neighbor is also weird, and there's great performances all around. I love the main guy. He's good at playing like a flat detective type, and then the neighbor is very creepy and weird. It gets... The story gets confounding because it turns into like a whole like serial killer using drugs and uh brainwashing that i don't fully get or it just made it a little less realistic than i would have liked then again serial killers have done weird shit there's the toy box killer who's like brainwashed people i don't know it felt a little too convenient and too clunk a little link a little too convenient especially some of the threads that end up twining together and i'm not sure if i liked the ending but overall it was a very good ride. It was uh, it was enjoyable. Three and a half stars. And the last movie of the week, a nice counterbalance <laughs> to how upsetting the serial killer movie was before. We watched Sweet Bean, which is another Japanese movie uh, from twenty fifteen by Naomi Kawase, and this is just it was such a nice, pleasant movie. Like you immediately, it feels like you are you are sad in a warm bath. Is the immediate vibe of the movie everything takes it slow nice urban visuals with some sakura trees and it's all about this guy who runs a little bakery and he sells his little pancakes with red bean paste and this older woman comes and she wants to work there and she makes amazing bean paste that like wins over this cold (laughs) bakery owner or guy who runs the bakery and it was just very pleasant you immediately care for all these characters and want the best for them i found myself getting choked up at a scene of him making pancakes and putting together these things and it just takes you on like a nice ride with these characters and you feel like there's like a little growth and uh it's just it was very pleasant i highly recommend this movie i gave this one four and a half stars highest i've given so far Because that's what I'm, like, the whole rating system is, like, most things in my rating system will get a three. As long as it's fine, as long as I had a decent time, as long as I wasn't upset, you achieved your goal. Three stars, a little bit better than average. Then, like, depending on how much I enjoyed the ride or how um, excited I got, if you get me a little emotional, you'll get a fourth star. But, like, stuff that, like, makes me cry or that I think is really impressive, that'll get, like, four and a half and five. So that was the first week of my movie a day project which i'm enjoying this is nice it's nice like sitting back and making myself watch a movie even though i pause every five seconds to text or whatever um but yeah i hope somebody found some enjoyment in this uh please if you want to talk about any of these movies hit me up on twitter or anything bird on everything including venmo and so i'm gonna have these movie episodes hopefully once a week probably keep them pretty short and sweet probably gonna be shorter than this one was because I didn't try to explain anything and then maybe eventually I want to uh start doing other podcasts about comics and music those are the comics music and movies are the three main things I would like to talk about so um yeah that's all I got for you now I'll uh see you guys next week with seven more movies bye